At Woodside Bible Church, we gather each week to pursue God by studying His Word together. Today, we invite you to tune into our current series, Built for More, Church Beyond the Weekend, where we will see what the Psalms teaches us about how life is enriched when we live and serve in community with our church family. Okay, I would like to welcome you to our first ever family worship service. Um, I'm excited about today, and uh, it's good to see some of you families here. Um, just so you know, we're going to keep things moving kind of fast, knowing that, uh, um, that some of you adults have a hard time sitting still. I mean, kids have a hard time sitting still, and so um, we're going we're gonna to keep moving. But um, I'm uh, looking forward to this opportunity to spend some minutes with you this morning. Let's start the time off with prayer, though. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for uh, this time that we can gather in your name. Lord, we're here because of you because of what you've done for us, and uh, we are um, excited about your plan, your way, and the fact that you're coming back again. I thank you for the opportunity to worship with kids and parents and families and grandparents. Lord, we are so blessed to have generations of Christ followers. But Lord, we want to take a moment to lift up uh, parts of our country to you. Lord, I pray that you'd be with the families that have been affected by the hurricane down in Louisiana and parts of Texas. Lord, I pray that you'd be a source of encouragement and help during the difficulties that they're facing. I pray that you'd be with churches down there, that they will know how to reach out, how to encourage, how to help them during this difficult season. Lord, I pray that you'd also be with the community in Kenosha. Lord, as they are also dealing with difficulties and Lord, I pray that you'd be with them. I pray that you'd encourage them, help them. I pray that you'd be with the churches in that community as well. Lord, that they would be a source of help during this season uh, as well. Lord, there's so much going on in our nation. But for the next couple minutes, I pray that you would settle our hearts and our minds, that we might be able to um, understand and grasp the truths from your word. And so I pray that you'd bless this time in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, well, we are continuing. Actually, we're finishing up a series. And uh, the series is titled, Built for More. And um, we've been studying through the book of Psalms. We just watched a video on that. And we have an objective. And it's to answer this question. How does God want us to live in community together? And as we conclude this series, we want to look at how God has built us and designed us to do great things. There's a a lady named Catherine Hyde. She wrote a book titled Pay It Forward. Uh, Eventually, this book became a movie. Maybe you've read the book or watched the movie. But in the uh, the book, there is an 11-year-old boy. His name is Trevor McKinney, and he was given an assignment by his teacher, Do we have any 11-year-olds in here? I see a parent pointing. Okay, so, um, all right, I see another. So, put yourself in this uh, type of scenario. The teacher comes up to the classroom or this year on the screen uh, for the first time of the year, and they give a challenge to the class. And that's what happens to Trevor. He gets this challenge, this assignment. And... This was what they were challenged to do. 
come up with a plan that will help change or better the world. Wow. Okay, that's a way to start things off. So these students are, are listening to this assignment and Trevor's mind starts to run. And during the book or movie, he starts to come up with a plan to meet this challenge. Eventually, the plan that he is going to hatch is this. He is going to do a favor for three people who would in return do a favor for three more people. The key was the favor needs to be something big, something that they could not do for themselves. In the story, what starts as a very small act of one seventh grade boy sparks a movement that would have an incredible impact. Trevor begins this movement, and it's a wonderful story, but it reminds us of the power and effect that people can have on the world by simply taking a blessing that they receive and then passing that blessing on to somebody else. However, this concept is not new. This has been around for a rather long time. And we're going to catch a glimpse of that in Psalms chapter 67. If you have Bibles or phones or iPads, whatever it is that you use to read God's Word, turn to Psalms chapter 67. We're going to be referencing this chapter throughout the message. And I'm going to read the whole chapter, but it's only seven verses long. So um, just uh, follow along as I start. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, Selah, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon earth, Selah. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So the big idea today is this. God blesses his people for the good of the nations. As we read through Psalms, not only is the author intention to praise God because he blesses his people, but because the blessing is for a larger purpose of blessing the entire world. So today we're going to unpack three ways that we can continue to be a blessing to the nations. Number one, pray for God's blessing for the nations. Follow along as I'm going to reread verse 1 and 2, and then I'm going to jump to verse 6 and 7. Again, verse 1, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, Selah, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Now verse 6 and 7, The earth has yielded its increase, God. Our God shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. So the psalm begins with a tone of prayer. And this tone carries through the psalm. There is a request for God's people to um, continue to bless his people. 
The psalm um, begins by recalling a priestly prayer. It comes from the book of Numbers. It's called the Aaronic Blessing. It was originally given to Aaron um, and his sons to bless the people of Israel. So I'd like to read this passage in Numbers. You don't have to turn there, but it comes from Numbers chapter 6. Follow along. It says this. It says, For the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Kind of sounds like a song that we've been singing, right? The psalmist invokes a blessing as a prayer over God's people. He begins by appealing to God and his gracious nature. But the focal point of the blessing is for the Lord to make his face. Okay, kids, take your fingers and put them around your face. His face upon us. So what exactly does this mean? A blessing of the Lord's face shining upon us. Well, um, it is the favor in the presence of the Lord being the primary focus of the blessing and because of his face shining, this is the result. There comes life, joy, and peace. We may not quite fathom how special the blessing of having life, joy, and peace. However, in kids' church, sometimes I'll ask the questions in reverse. For example, what would be the opposite of life? If there's any kids out there, what would be the opposite of life? Death. Okay? Good. All right. Maybe by the third word we'll get it. What would be the opposite of joy? Sadness. Right? Or the opposite of peace would be conflict and war. So you ask yourself the question, do I want the Lord's face shining upon me? How about my family? How about my church? How about my community? How about my state? How about our country? How about our world? Do we want life, joy, and peace, or do we want the opposite? Obviously, we say yes, we want the life, joy, and peace in our lives. So we move on to verse 2, which mentions that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. The spiritual cure for death, sadness, conflict, and war is for every individual on the planet to know about the way of God. Each week in kids' ministry, we cover one of the um, the gospel icons. Right here, these cards are what we refer to as the gospel icons. And we believe that not only should each kid know God's plan of salvation or the way, but that they know it so well that they can share this good news with others. Salvation is the spiritual cure that is needed for everyone. It is far more important 
than the cure for COVID-19, which they are trying to work on desperately. So a quick review. Um, each of these cards represents two words. Now, there's a couple kids in here. Um, I'm going to help you out here, but I want you to say those two words when I come to those cards, all right? So we come to the first card. This yellow card with a crown on it stands for two words. In the two words that go with this card are God rules. So kids, say that with me. God rules. Okay, everybody. God rules. With this card, we have a verse. And the verse is this. It's God's word from the book of Colossians chapter 1. It says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So again, help me out. God rules. The next card is this one, the red X. Two words that represent this word is we sinned. Kids, say it with me. We sinned. Everybody say it with me. We sinned. The passage of Scripture from God's Word comes from the book of Romans, and it says this in Romans chapter 3 and also a verse from chapter 6. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in, um, in Christ Jesus our Lord together. So again, we have this verse, and this, this card stands for what again, kids? We sinned. Okay? It gets better. Stick with me. The third card. We have the orange card with the cross on it. And this card here stands for two words, God provided. Say that with me, kids. God provided. Everybody say it with me. God provided. And I'm so thankful that God did provide. Uh, the verse that we go with this one is a very familiar verse. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Okay, moving on to the next card. I like this card. Not just because it's the color green, but it's a gift. And this card represents two words that stands for Jesus gives. Okay, kids, say it with me. Jesus gives. Okay, good job. The verse that we have that goes with this card is this. <clears throat> Romans 5.8, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like any gift, it's at no cost to you. You simply have to put your hands out and receive it. You don't have to go shopping on Amazon. You don't have to do any of the work. It is a gift that simply is received. That's it. It's a simple plan. The way of God is a simple plan. It moves on to the fifth card. We have the purple card with the two hands. This card represents two words, we respond. Okay, kids, say it with me. We respond. And the passage of Scripture from God's Word says this, Romans chapter 10. If you confess with your mouth, kids, point at your mouth. If you confess with your mouth that the Lord, 
uh, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes. Point to your head, kids. Point your head. With the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Great gospel plan. The way. So what do we do? We respond. One more time. We respond. <clears throat> and uh, um, we respond to it. We, um, we accept it. We not only accept it, though, we are going to pass it on. Um, if Jesus, it, it, but we need to ask ourselves a couple questions. Is Jesus the Lord of my life? Have you received this gift of salvation? Have you confessed that Jesus is Lord and simply believe in his plan in your heart? Again, we cover this each week. We want the kids to know God's way and review it and review it and review it. But it's a message that needs to get out. Just like I'm sending out these beach balls, okay? These beach balls are going out. I hope that a kid finds it and can take it, take it home with them because I don't want to have to bring it home myself. I have enough toys at home. But it, the gospel needs to be spread it needs to go out from here. We can't just keep the gospel locked into our little safe auditorium. It needs to go out. So, moving on. Going back to Psalms chapter 67, verse 2. Your, that the way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Continuing with the first point, pray for God's blessing over the nation, continues in verse 6 and 7. So I'd like to read those two verses again. Uh, verse 6, the Lord has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. As with verses 1 and 2, these two verses are connected to the promise that goes from God to Abraham. The psalmist echoes uh, these verses and prays that God will bless his people for the sake of the nations. To ask for God's blessing in light of God's greater purpose. God's people should feel free to pray and to seek God's blessing. But not just for the sake of ourselves, but for the good of the whole world. In application, as you process these couple verses from Psalms, we as a church seek to use our blessings to... Um, Bless the nations through our offerings. That God would use a portion of our income for his purpose in bringing the gospel and blessing other nations. At Woodside, we have global partnerships in India, in Thailand, Mexico, Quebec, uh, to name a few, with the purpose of blessing the nations. We send out missions teams to bless the nations through a variety of different outreach opportunities. Then we move on to the second point. The second point is this. Call for God's praise among the nations. We move to verse 3, and then we're going to jump to verse 5. So, verse 3. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Verse 5. 
Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the peoples praise you. Now, did you notice anything similar about those two verses? Okay, listen carefully. I'm going to read verse 3 and verse 5. See if you notice anything. Uh, Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Okay, yes, they're the same verse. Okay? Now, um, I'm a parent. We have many parents here. Raise your hand if you're a parent. Okay, we've got a number out here. Um, when we want our kids to get something, we usually repeat it, right? We want them to get to the point. For example, you might hear phrases like this in different households. Make sure to clean your bedroom. Um, Make sure to eat your vegetables. Make sure to load your dishes in the dishwasher. Uh, Make sure your schoolwork is done. All these phrases sound rather uh, depressing. Let me, how about this? Hey kids, we're going out for ice cream. Or if it's my family, hey girls, get in the van. We're going to go to a coffee shop. For some reason, I never have to say that phrase twice. It's just, we're going Um, But typically, whenever you have a phrase that is repeated, there's some type of point that is to be grasped, right? The psalm began with a prayer of God's blessing for the nations. But now it moves to call those nations to praise the God of blessing. It's a global call, emphasizing that God is not to be praised by one nation, one people group, but rather by all people. As God's work of salvation spreads across the earth, it's a call for all people to respond with praise. So again, looking for application. That idea of praise. How do we go forward with that verse? Reviewing my own heart. When I have the opportunity to to praise God, during worship time, or there might be other areas that you can verbally praise God. Am I actively engaging in those opportunities? Am I inviting others to come and worship? But then also, am I supporting the nation's call to worship by supporting missionaries in church plants? Then we move on to point three. Celebrate God's rule over the nations. We move to um, the last verse, verse 4. Psalms 67, verse 4 says this. Let all the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon earth. So this verse calls for a celebration. But what are we celebrating for? The rest of the verse explains what we're celebrating. Again, the second half of the verse, from verse 4, For you judge the people with equity, and you guide the nations upon earth. So what does that mean? To judge the people with equity and guide them. Sometimes you hear the word judge, and it's like, oh, that kind of has a negative meaning to it. Okay, But maybe maybe this uh, uh, illustration will help. Uh, For many of you know that I was involved in education Uh, for 20 years in Wisconsin prior to moving to Michigan. But before my occupation in education, 
Um, I was a student from age five. Is there any five-year-olds out here? Okay, one. Okay, all the way to age 23. Is there any 23-year-olds out here? Okay, we see some. All right, great. So I was a student for a rather long time. So I was a part of the education scene for like 38 years. It's kind of a long time. Um, But as a student, as a teacher, as a principal, I've walked into many chaotic scenarios. As a student, I remember walking into geometry class. And the the football team was uh, um, participating in something uh, that was just, it was chaotic. When I came in, there's, uh, there's desks being spun around and uh, they decided to lift up the teacher's desk and put it from the front of the room to the back of the room. They picked up the podium. They put that in the, the room. They, they, uh, they spun all the chairs around. They, they changed the room completely in reverse. And uh, um, it was chaotic. But eventually then the football team saying, all right, let's sit down and be quiet. And you get to listen to a football team, right? And, and so we, uh, we're all sitting there and a teacher um, walks right by the classroom. And uh, back then we had tile floors. So you could always hear them walking. Now it's carpet, so you don't hear when they're coming. It's, I think that's on purpose. It's not, it's, they, they sneak up to the classes better now. Um, but as we're, as we're sitting there, we notice the teacher walked by and then eventually he walks back into the room and... Um, the teacher looks rather puzzled, which is how most teachers feel all day long. It just kind of goes with the, with the position. But eventually, he puts everything back into order and um, things go back to normal. And for the majority of the class, we're, we're kind of happy about that. As a principal, oftentimes I would walk through the hallways and especially... Well, sometimes in the elementary hallways, sometimes in the high school hallways, you'd hear commotion, which would grab my attention. So I would make my way uh, towards the classroom, and I, I might at times hear um, an argument, um, some things being tossed, uh, some, some, some chasing, and, and things are, are crazy. They just become crazy in a very short period of time. But... The second I come to the door, it's amazing what happens. All of a sudden, the kids see me. They go back to their seat. They sit down and they are peacefully quiet. Well, why do they do that? They know that the authority has come back. That wrongful acts are going to be made right. Justice would be served. Order would return. And you could see from many students, they were glad that something was going to be done to make things right. So when we go back to the verse, uh, verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon earth. The nations rejoice because God, who is the ultimate unbiased, fair authority is going to make things right. That is an awesome thought. Our world is in chaos because of sin. All the pain, all the suffering, all the wickedness is a result of sin, sin, sin. Sin is not a new problem, though. 
We're in a mess. But the news of God's return is a means of celebration, right? Yes, it is a means of celebration. When God returns to earth, he will deal with sin. He will restore justice. He will establish righteousness. He will heal and redeem what has been destroyed. And then he will guide the nations. Uh, because of the title of our current city, uh, series is Built for More, we want you to clearly understand that if your idea of simply coming to church just once in a while leaving, you're missing out. We were built for more. Kids, can you do that? Like building symbol? We were built for more. <clears throat> um, in this uh, sermon today, we've covered a spattering of many different topics. We've, uh, we've highlighted kids' ministry. We've talked about students' ministry, the importance of our missions, um, our nation, worship, and most importantly, the impact of the gospel. But we'd also like to highlight one more uh, church ministry, and it's been highlighted uh, during this series, and that's life groups. You know, life groups are smaller church communities living within our church. They focus on the up, in, and out. Our up, our worship to God, our in, our growth in God, and then out, serving God. If you are currently in a life group, commit to being an active participant. And if you're not in a life group, as Derek showed the screen earlier in the service, I highly encourage you to join um, so that we can um, be a blessing uh, locally, but also for a greater purpose of blessing the nations. As we conclude, we're reminded that God has always used a community of people to extend his kingdom in the world and to bring blessing to the nations. God blesses his people for the good of the nations. Let's, uh, let's wrap things up by going to the Lord in prayer. Please join me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truths that it has. The fact that your word is, is powerful and quick and, and, can, and can go right at the soul of each individual. Lord, I pray that you be with the souls in this room. Lord, I pray that if there are some that don't know you, as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that they would receive the gift of salvation, that they would receive it, that they would confess that you are Lord and Savior. Lord, for others of us, Lord, we all need to be inspired and encouraged and helped as we navigate life. Lord, so that we might be the salt and the light, that we might further your kingdom and your purposes. Lord, I pray that we would be diligent about that. I pray that we would um, utilize every resource that you bless us with for greater purposes. Oh, Lord, I thank you again. I thank you for the kids, their families. Thank you for everybody that was able to join us today, whether in person or online. Lord, we believe in you. 
We believe that you're coming again. And Lord, I pray that we would live life with that expectation and that we would live not in defeat, but in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together. We would love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head over to woodsidebible.org connect to introduce yourself to us today.